Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today we're talking about The Marvels, the movie that we've all been waiting for, and it's finally here, and you can go see it now. So if you haven't seen it yet, stop right now, go watch the movie, then come back. There will be spoilers. So, go see it, if you haven't seen it. If you have seen it, welcome. We're excited to talk about it. Don't forget to let us know what you thought about the movie on social media. Uh, so, we'll get right into it with first thoughts. Who wants to go first? I'll jump in first because I've been itching to talk about this. I would say definitely if you have not, to, to layer onto what you said, if you have not watched this yet, avoid social because like there's, it's, everything's revealed at this point. Like I'm seeing a lot of discussions around the things that we're about to talk about. So just FYI there, like there's, there's no hiding from this movie now it's been out for a few days um i would say for the most part the marvels was exactly what i was expecting to be and there's some pros and cons there i mean i had fun watching this movie i really enjoyed seeing this trio together um i think around this i would almost say the experience that i had watching this was this felt more like a sequel to the miss marvel series more than it did as like a sequel to like captain marvel uh, granted, you do get a lot of like those stories kind of um, intertwined, but Miss Marvel has such a big role in this movie. It just to me, it felt like it was more of a se- direct sequel coming off of that series. And for me, or like for us, you know, because we've watched all of this, I think that's great because we kind of know what's going on. We're picking right back up where we left off, and it's really exciting. But I could see this being for those that don't watch the series could come off as very confusing. Um, especially if you haven't watched like WandaVision, uh, we'll get into some other, like we do have a couple of cameos in this, one of which plays off another Disney plus series. So if you're not watching these, it could definitely come off confusing of like, where did these people show up? Like how, like, how are they fitting in? Hmm. Um, but yeah, beyond that, um, I thought, you know, this was such a greatly paced movie, like everything like kind of worked. Um, I definitely want to get into Nick Fury more because I've got I'm questioning Nick Fury in this movie. 
basically, is this actually Nick Fury? I don't think so, but I'm curious on both of your thoughts. And then, you know, of course, they basically either more or less confirmed or announced three upcoming projects, and we'll get into those. Uh, but yeah, overall, yeah, had fun with it. Um, I also thought that it was a fun one. Um, like, like Luke, I have a few things that I'm kind of, you know, not so, uh, not so excited about uh, with the movie. But overall, I'd say that it is worth your time. Uh, it's definitely worth a trip out to the movies to support uh, the first Marvel film that has a majority female cast and creative crew. Uh, so I'm anxious to talk about it because there's a lot of things that they uh, that they do introduce uh, here. But again, it's not it's not a movie without flaws. And so I think we need to talk about uh, some of the stuff there as well. I agree. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. If you live anywhere with an Alamo draft house, you should go see it there. Um, especially if you haven't watched the Disney Plus stuff. Um, my wife has not watched the Disney Plus series past uh, WandaVision. So it was good that they do like a whole recap before the movie uh, to kind of like remind you where all these characters came from and where their stories ended before this movie. So that was, that was cool. Um, I really enjoyed it. I do feel like there were a bunch of moments that seemed like product placement-y moments. Um, but, you know, that's also what drives movies. So, you know, I can't fault them for that. Um, I think story-wise... I enjoyed it. I do feel like the plot was like a little weak, um, especially the way the the villain of the movie was set up and dealt with seemed a little bit like there could have been more there. Um, but, you know, who knows? Maybe something will come of that later. Um, cast was really great. I really enjoyed everyone in this movie. I don't think that there was like a super dull moment through the movie there were a few slower moments but um i thought it was all fun and it was sort of the way that i feel like marvel is trying to lean lately at least with the last couple product projects like a little more fun and funny and a little less serious um i don't know if that will come back oh i, I say that after we just finished loki which was <laughs> you know fun not say like but (laughs) those those two projects you know coming out the same day like loki was such an emotional ride Mm -hmm. and you know it has a lot more seriousness to it and so you you leave that and then come to the the marbles and it's a bit opposite of that yeah yeah and it was funny because i i almost feel like in that last episode of loki whenever they tried to make a joke, it was kind of like, oh, but this is happening. It's sad. Whereas in this, it was like, every time they tried to have an emotional moment, you were like, yeah, yeah. Like, tell me the next joke. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I mean, the Marvels, let's get into it. I, I'm still bummed that we have this weird light powered Mrs. Marvel, you know, Based on how this movie winds up, I feel like there's potential for us to get, you know, maybe the actual Kamala Khan from the comics as opposed to like weird cosmic power Kamala Khan. 
but I think, you know, I get that we needed it for this whole movie to happen. That's literally like how they intertwine their situations is by using their light-based powers. Um, I would say my biggest problem in this movie is with uh, Rambo. Like, I just don't understand her powers in times where they it feels like she could use the power that she keeps saying she has she doesn't um Mm -hmm. but throughout the entire movie every time anyone says like what is your power or like what are all of your powers and they get to her she says her power is that she can see all the spectrums of light but that's That's not her (laughs) yes she can she can teleport. She can phase through things. She can fly. She mm-hmm. can like redirect energy. She can absorb energy. Like she can do all these things. But every time she's just like, I can see all the spectrums of light. We never see her do that. And also, well, I guess we see her do it one time. <clears throat> and then whenever they're looking for stuff, all I can think is, well, if she can see every spectrum of light. Couldn't she potentially have like some sort of x-ray vision? So, like, why wouldn't she use that to, like, find stuff? Like, it just seems, it just seems so weird. It's like you, you set her up with this cool power and then you never let her use it. And also she has all these other powers that she never mentions being able to do. Yeah. And, like, just as a character thing, I feel like we got to see more of her personality in WandaVision than we did here. Mm -hmm. Like, and that was more of a chance, I thought, for Tayana Paris to shine was in the tv show and here maybe it's just because it was so fast-paced we didn't have time to like slow down and let uh let her kind of have some of those beats that she had in wandavision but i don't know it was it was very very weird to go from that version of her to this version where mm-hmm. yeah she just she feels a lot more like kind of bland here and again i don't mm-hmm. i don't blame this actress i think it was that they just didn't make accommodations for that in the script yeah it definitely seems like this movie is a captain marvel movie Hmm. not a ensemble movie yeah you know the whole plot is based around captain marvel she's the one that is pretty much doing everything and kamala and rambo are there to just sort of help out and they do seem very much like side characters like you said even i really like the actress that plays kamala khan I mm-hmm. thought she was great in Miss Marvel. And then in this, it was like almost all of her lines are just like her. She's like fan girl. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I mean, cool. But yeah. at some point, you'd think that it would move forward and we would step away from that. And like maybe she would open up or do something else. But instead, it's like she's like that literally up until the end of the movie. Yeah, she just has that one throwaway line where she's like, hey, I think I didn't really treat you like a person whenever I met you. And that was it. That was yeah. that was all. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was. She still brought a lot of, I thought, like energy and mm-hmm. fun to it. But yeah, they did kind of make her a little bit more one note than she was in this series. Um, I still am really looking forward to more things that we get with Kamala because she is a really great character, as we saw in Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. And uh, that young actress is doing a great job. I agree. I I do feel like they had a bunch of moments in this movie that could have built her up as more of an emotional character, or at least given her a more emotional storyline. 
and it seems like they tried and then they like abruptly just sort of forgot about it like there's a part where they're all on this planet and all of these Kree are living or no they're not Kree uh scrolls yeah all these Mm -hmm. scrolls are living on this planet and hiding basically and the evil Kree lady comes and she's going to destroy or steal their air basically and the whole place starts falling apart and you know the marvels are trying to help as many people as they can and at one point kamala is basically like we can't leave there's still people here and captain marvel's like we can only save who we can save essentially and Mm -hmm. they leave and it clearly upsets kamala and i think maybe it comes back one other time during the movie where I don't even think it's later in the movie. I think it's literally like the next scene. Captain Marvel is basically like, yeah, sorry, we couldn't save yeah. everyone. But, you know, sometimes we have to make those choices. And Kamala's still upset about it. And then it's sort of like they just forgot that that happened. And yeah. it never comes up again. And it's like, well, that seems like it would be a big emotional moment for Kamala to realize, like, this person I've idolized all these years mm-hmm. made the wrong choice here. But then it's like the next scene that they're together, Kamala is back to fangirling about being mm-hmm. with Captain Marvel. And it's like, no, that yeah. that was the turning point. That was the point yeah. where you could have taken her and raised her up as a character, but instead you kept her at the same place. I don't know. Maybe yeah. if we get another season of Miss Marvel <laughs> or something, they'll give her more stuff. Yeah, that was an impactful moment like that definitely needs to be carried throughout like that's got a way on miss marvel especially as someone you know she's uh, this is essentially like a teenager wanting to be a superhero that has these abilities it's almost like a spider-man moment right it's like mm-hmm. you just this you're you're realizing you know how the world is and how these other heroes that are already in this world are going about things and you know now you're putting this questionable moment of like like what's right what's wrong and like uh, yeah i hope they carry on with that in some way i kind of feel like this movie like it's an hour and 40 minutes long which is blessedly short (laughs) Uh, i do enjoy a short movie but i kind of feel like it wasn't written to be an hour and 40 minutes long that they cut it down to the bone so maybe a lot of these like impacts and stuff were in the script but they were like no 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 no. we're gonna overstay our welcome we gotta go 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 Mm -hmm. and there were a lot of moments that did i feel that yeah, like almost sped through, or like there, and there were some the repeat moments too. Um, mm-hmm. there, there felt like there's there's some moments where we get the interaction with like the family and Nick Fury, and even like the technology that that Nick Fury has, where it's like, how do you have this? How do you know so much about us? And I feel like that moment happened at least two or three times throughout the runtime, which felt like we get it, like we. Like, I don't know, it just felt to me like, why why show that again? Mm-hmm. I also think that maybe since, and I've, I've seen this kind of complaint floating around a lot in reviews and stuff, um, that the villain Darben was not very well developed. Maybe that's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that got, you know, potentially cut out of the movie was that we got more of her story to make her a little bit more understandable. But we literally got one, maybe 30 second scene that showed why she's so mad at Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I mean, mm-hmm. for the rest of the movie, like 
she is very very like one no and again i do not blame this actress i have seen zoe ashton in mr malcolm's list and that's a wonderful movie if you have not seen it girls if you have not watched mr malcolm's list go watch it right now it's on amazon prime also Question. i don't remember if that whole scene did that happen in captain marvel where she like flies back and destroys the ai that's controlling I the creek cannot remember i don't think that that <laughs> happens they basically just like skipped an entire what could have been captain marvel movie and used it as a way to be like we're yeah. gonna reuse ronan the destroyer mm -hmm. but since he's dead now we'll give you this other girl who's basically the same and she has the same hammer and mm -hmm. she can do the same things and it was like what you're just like reusing a villain and also you're like giving us glimpses at like a huge storyline arc for captain marvel but that didn't happen and maybe it did but i just don't remember that being a part of the movie no i don't remember it either and, and then, oh go ahead Luke. well those like you mentioned like the there's those little details were things that i kept scratching my head because i was like well how did she get this hammer like where does where's the hammer come from where's mm. the power like i want that I, I need more lead up to like how do you get this power to be able to fight against captain marvel mm. um and actually put up a fight like i mean we are already you know like captain marvel is like the if not the most one of the most powerful superheroes in this universe and right. being able to have this ability to kind of fight the marvels together is like pretty impressive and i want more of that story mm -hmm. yeah especially because like you know i don't want to get too far ahead but she, you know she basically dies because she gets stabbed by a piece of metal yeah and mm -hmm. and but it's like she can take a punch from captain marvel and it's fine but <laughs> right. she gets poked with a piece of metal and she dies like uh yeah and all these ads were setting her up as being like an heir to thanos and like that is not in the movie there is yeah <laughs> there is no connection between between her and thanos and i realized that they were just trying to like kind of call back that nostalgia that we have for uh, the earlier phases of the mcu but you can't you can't just lie to people <laughs> this is, yeah she she does not have that connection she doesn't even have like the same goals as mm -hmm. Thanos, except for maybe trying to make the environment a little better. Like mm -hmm. that's that's it. That is the full that's the full connection. Which so, also yeah, seems like with <laughs> with like that amount of power, you'd think that they would be like, oh wait, we could maybe restart the sun instead of going around the universe ripping holes in time space to suck air out of one place and put it in another. Like the mm -hmm. the the science behind them taking yeah. stuff doesn't make any sense. But this is where I wanted to talk about now that we've seen Loki. Okay, so the jump points. The jump points jump you through other universes. And that's how you can get through space faster. Correct? Like, that's how it's explained. Yeah. So, a big point of the movie at the end Rambo is through one of these tears in space which is essentially a jump point and she gets stuck quote on the other side to close it and they're like oh they're all sad they're like we lost her she's gone forever she's stuck there are jump points 
all through the universe. We saw on that star map. Each one of those jump points takes you to another universe to get to wherever you need to go faster. So the fact that they're all upset that she is, again, quote, stuck in this universe doesn't make any sense because there's clearly ways for them to get through to those universes via these portals. It makes, they build it up as like such a, like, oh, well, there's all these jump points. There's one near Earth. We got to protect it. It's how we can like travel through space faster. But then I also want to call back to the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, or the second one, I guess, where they find these jump points and Rocket explains how dangerous it is to use them. But now all of a sudden, somehow, they're free for anyone to use and everyone should use them because it's the fastest way to travel around the universe. And oh, and also the weird like warping your face effect doesn't happen to anyone when they travel through them anymore. It's like you built all these rules and then you immediately like break them and or yeah. forget about them and or do away with them altogether. And it doesn't make sense to me because like the whole point of them with the, the prime timeline, right? Was that like, we can't have branching realities that create other universes, which we still haven't really gotten an answer on like, is a different timeline, a different universe or is it not a different universe? It's just a different timeline in that universe. We still don't really know how that all works. But if these points existed, because they act like they've existed for a very long time all over the universe, then how would that? How would there even be a prime timeline? If all these points existed, it would mean that all these different timelines would have to exist for you to be able to use these jump points. The sense that I got, and I could be wrong because I'm very good at forgetting things or not paying attention, is that a lot of these jump points that they have now were specially created and they were made to be safe and they only go to other points in the same universe. But whenever you open up to another reality or you just open them up willy-nilly like the Kree were doing, then it's bad. So if you're careful and you make it, good you're just throwing them in places bad it's kind of like if you are an engineer and you build a bridge versus somebody with some cement and you build a bridge <laughs> okay that's what i thought i don't yeah. know if that is corroborated by the movie because i've seen it once <laughs> <laughs> i mean i will i will buy that more right. than by the end of the movie i was just like furious at the fact that they explained <laughs> how there can only be one timeline but then in the same on the same day that that comes out we have this that like contradicts that immediately by saying like yeah we have all these jump points all over the universe and they take you through other universes essentially because when she goes into that universe and then is is again quote stuck all i could think is well but if they can make these holes couldn't they just go make a hole there and get her back? I don't understand like why they're so upset that she's stuck when very clearly she's not stuck. They've done this before. Also, probably uh, how it's a super cool reality. Yeah. I mean, I mean uh, we, we have to think that that's how uh, they're going to show up, right? Like, oh, I, I haven't, I, well, do we want to get into like, yeah, I mean that's it's the yeah it's, it's and and I can things, go with right. what I think is gonna happen there, what I feel like is gonna happen. 
Um, so I know we're bouncing around a lot because I do want to go back and talk about uh, I have questions about some other stuff. But um, so let's just get into one of the one of the reveals. We we get a moment at the end, um, where we see that Miss Marvel is kind of taking on this new leadership role. And wants to basically pull in a new versions of the Avengers. So basically, we see her meeting with Kate Bishop, and this is like basically the announcement: like, okay, a young Avengers is coming up. So my guess is the next person they'll probably go after would be America Chavez, and that's who they'll use to try to go get Monica back because of her abilities. Okay. I feel like it's it would it's gonna instead of like I, I get it and this is why I get so muddled and confusing is because like I, I you have all these jump points so it's almost like they could have just gone and got her like right then like like if all of this is there and then and it seems like they know how it all works at this point why wouldn't we have seen that right but I also feel like they'll treat it as like a rescue mission. And so it could be something that like this could be the first mission of like the young Avengers is they've got to uh, build up that team. America Chavez will create that jump point. They'll go through and that's how it's going to kickstart some new things. Mm -hmm. Who all are the young Avengers we've been introduced to so far? Because I know they specifically mention uh, Ant-Man's daughter. Uh, and so that's yeah. uh, so there's Kate Bishop. Uh, Miss mm -hmm. Marvel, uh, baby Ant Man, and mm -hmm. um, uh, America right. Chavez. Uh, and I've heard some people speculate that maybe Wanda's boys could be uh, in the could Avengers. be Wanda's boys. It'd be cool, but I don't know if they're like, do they still we, exist? We go back, um, yeah, we go back and forth on whether or not. I mean, if they're busting their different universes, they can pick them up somewhere now. They're a few years older. Mm -hmm. True. What about could. I don't know if uh would Yelena be a part of it, you think? Well, well she might, but she's also in Thunderbolts. Yeah, but she's also in Thunderbolts. They're, I, I don't really know how that would work out. Yeah. Which like maybe there will be some like Young Avengers versus Thunderbolts problem. And then that way they could be like, this is why we have all these people together in the same place. Yeah. Would uh, Echo be Young Avengers? I think that with with the way that think... they're dealing with the echo stuff i almost feel like that's either going to be a one-off or potentially like thunderbolts e mm -hmm. yeah what about scar? into the daredevil series once we finally get that thing oh yeah scar i forgot about him i don't know i don't know if they're doing anything with him that seemed like a a too early to tell plug they're yeah. like, look, Scar's um, here, and then we're not going to see him for another four years. <laughs> we got Riri. Oh, that's yeah. right. There's Riri. Um, and oh, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right. Is it two two saints? Uh, Toussaint. Toussaint. Yeah. So depending on, oh, and then the, there's Patriot they could bring in. Yeah, and there's Baby uh, Black Panther. Isn't that too soon? Yeah, that's that's oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um well T'Challa, right? T'Challa, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shoot, bring in a, a live action Miles Morales. Ooh. I uh, yeah, that that's awesome. gonna be a Sony thing though. They're gonna mess yeah, that up. It'll, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's get it um, together. But 
yeah like i thought that was a fun moment um you know it was a nice little throwback to like the first in credit scene in iron man of mm-hmm. you know bringing in the team it mean definitely feels like they're trying to like restart I yeah mean, you know which makes sense most of the people that were in the first couple phases have either backed out of these projects or are now at a point where maybe their character's dead maybe they don't want to do it anymore maybe they'll mm-hmm. show up as like a cameo here or there but they don't want their own movies anymore so they're right. they're sort of having to make a new cast which it yeah. is fun to see the sort of nod to where it started so so <laughs> let's go into nick fury for a little bit um curious your thoughts on there um so I thought Nick Fury for me was one of the more frustrating parts of this movie. A couple of ways. I I feel like the moments that we get with Nick Fury are pretty much everything we see in the trailer. And that really just bugs me because it's like every anytime we see him on screen, I'm just like, this this was part of the trailer. This was part of the trailer. And it felt like there was nothing really new there. And then it's like just his whole like going off of secret invasion and going into this. I'm like, there's no way this is Nick Fury. It has to be this. Well, and this is what we were talking about when we were watching Secret Invasion. Is like, when does this take place versus when does the Marvels take place? Because, yeah, yeah, by the end of Secret Invasion, it does feel like, oh, okay, so the Marvels is going to take place like maybe a couple months after Secret Invasion. But instead in this, yeah, there's like zero mention of Secret Invasion. Not even like a, oh, the Kree are attacking or, oh, the scrolls are, we got to, you know, who's a scroll who's not a scroll Zero mention. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, did this happen before Secret Invasion? I mean, I don't know. Because, yeah, we went from like yeah. gritty, like sort of serious Nick Fury to like this whole movie, he's just goofy. Like yeah. oh yeah, every part with him is just a comedy, a big bit. goofball, yeah, yeah. So it's like, what? What is going on? So like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I had the same thought during the movie. I kept thinking like, is there going to be a tell? Is there going to be something that's like, oh, he's a scroll. He's not actually Nick Fury. No, it felt like the whole point of his role in this eventually was like. I, he basically he's he's got the no on all of these young superheroes and he's basically just at the end more or less have just given this data to miss marvel to go form a new team right yeah but there's no yeah where does this fit in that timeline because if this was the real nick fury like he was so like just just a whole different version of him and from that series you know he's just so gritty and just like mm-hmm. it's almost like uh, yeah well and it's also um, weird because like he's he's getting up there yeah he's not gonna be able to be nick fury forever right. so it seemed like they were setting up maria hill to take the mantle from him mm-hmm. but then they killed her in mm-hmm. in uh secret wars or secret invasion so it's right. like you killed the one person that could take his role so now he has to still be in this role but now you're giving us like different versions of him across different properties it it's so confusing yeah it's like yeah. is he going to run the next avengers or is 
he just Who's here that? to be like a yeah. I have all the data, here's the data. <laughs> like he's the man in the chair, basically. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I was I was there's that, and then there's like a couple of dialogue lines like that I felt were handled better in the trailer than they were in this movie. Like his whole like I don't know if y'all caught this. To me, I'm like, is this was this an editing mistake? But he says like the same line twice, like back to back. When it's a strong theory, yeah, they're in they're in that their little space shuttle fighting, and mm-hmm. it's like a back to back thing. Just felt odd. He does the same thing when he says, um, he says black girl magic, and mm-hmm. then she's doing something, and then it just goes back to him, and he says black girl magic, and I was like, did he just yeah. say that? It's like what? It's like will will I fix this when this goes live on Disney Plus? <laughs> will we get a whole different version? Because there's there's like another dialogue moment between the Marvels near the end, where they're kind of like really getting in sync with one another, and they just kind of have their little motto. But it's it. I felt it was handled better in the trailer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like more of a back and forth thing. So but really the, quick about the about them getting in sync. So that was like yeah. a big plot point in the movie right is that mm-hmm. basically whenever two of them use their powers at the same time they switch places mm-hmm. so we watch this whole training montage where they teach each other how to do it on command and you know whatever there are three maybe four fight scenes after mm-hmm. they learn how to be in sync they effectively use them being in sync one time it's like all the other fight scenes, they still don't, they're still not in sync. And it's just like, but you, was this supposed to happen before we watched the, them get in sync? Because wasn't the whole point of that to be like, well, now they know how to control it so they can work together as a team. But instead, the next three scenes that we see them fight in, they don't work as a team. It's, it blew my mind. I was like, why? I feel like this is either out of order or it meant nothing. It was just a way to like kill some time. Right. Have this like training montage where they learn how to be insane. So yeah, they do all that. And then let's kind of get into the quantum bands as well, because there's one particular moment that stuck with me. So I feel like with the quantum bands, I thought this is what started Miss Marvel's powers in the series, right? She puts Mm -hmm. on the quantum band and then now she has these abilities and she kind of needs it to do all of this stuff. And so we, you know, the whole part of the big story of this movie is that the other band is found. And with that band being band being found by the villain and, and when she puts it on, it kind of connects them and it's causing all of this like intertwined stuff to happen. But there is one moment in the movie where the Marvels are kind of building that relationship together. But we see a scene of Miss Marvel using her abilities without the band. Mm-hmm. I th- so I noted this too, and was immediately like, "Here we go again! You're breaking the rules that you're setting." But yeah. I feel like the their like explanation to kind of just explain that away is that at the end of Miss Marvel, they're like, "Oh, you have the X gene." Right. Mm-hmm. So it's right. like, oh, her mutant ability is the, and it's like, but 
But you yeah. you literally told us that she can't use it without the band. And here she yeah. is using it without using the it without the band. But to your question. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Earlier, this is where I feel like they'll kind of subtly just kind of drift away is that let's just say like whatever, maybe maybe they're still working on the the technology to do the effects of like the Mr. Fantastic and things like that. So like once they they're confident that they can pull that off, I can see them just transitioning away and they'll just utilize well, you've got the X gene. It just kind of changes as you get older or something like Yeah. <laughs> and get yeah. away from the whole light capability. Well, so all right, we're just gonna jump straight to the post credit scene. Um Rambo wakes up in a hospital and her mom is there. And in walks the doctor, and surprise, surprise, it's Kelsey Grammer, uh, X-Men, Beast. Super cool. It looked so cool. I was so jazzed that this happened. Um, (laughs) But essentially, you find out that she's in another universe where clearly the X-Men exist. So this is how we're introducing the X-Men at some point. I still don't know how it's going to work. Like, 
are all the X-Men movies going to take place in the X-Men universe? Or are they going to pull the X-Men out of the X-Men universe and put them in our universe? That seems ridiculous, like it's not going to work. So then my thought was, oh, if they introduce the X-Men in this universe, they could introduce Terrigen Mist. And that could bring in humans to our universe, which could then have a reason for X-Men to maybe come over or potentially Terrigen Mist could be reworked in a different way where instead of creating in humans, it creates mutants and that's how we get the X-Men in our universe, whatever. But my first thought was like, oh, could this be how we get like mutant Kamala Khan, inhuman Kamala Khan, I guess, instead of light Possibly, power yeah. wearing the yeah, bands. There could be the very Because then I also <laughs> thought like, okay, at, at one point she puts on both bands. Mm-hmm. Which again, you're breaking the rules that you as the universe are setting. That like all you, you know, this I can't remember her name, the villain. Darbin. Yeah, Darbin puts on both bands and it disintegrates her. Mm-hmm. Kamala puts on both bands and it doesn't even really seem to affect her at all. Like, you would think there would at least be like a, oh, I'm not used to this much power. Like, it's difficult to contain. No, she just puts on both bands and boom, she does her uh, Wonder Woman thing and shoots a beam of energy out, which is like, well, how did you know how to do that? Like, so then I kept thinking like, okay, she has both bands. Is she going to be like super powerful now? Or are like, if she uses both bands, that's going to break the bands and it's going to give her the ability to use these powers without the bands so they can get away from her having to wear these bands. But instead she like does that. They charge up Rambo. She flies away. Kamala Khan just takes off the other bracelet and I don't, I don't know what happened to it. Put it in her pocket. I don't know. What happened to it? Yeah, it's gone. But like, why wouldn't you just wear both of of them them at once? I maybe, but it's just like I don't understand. Like, your destiny is to wear these two things. You got both of them, and then you just got got rid of one because it wasn't the one that your grandma gave you. Right. (sighs) It's like with the quantum bands. I go back and start thinking of like, um, oh, Sisulu's like his bands with the rings. Oh, the the ten rings. Yeah, because like they kept leaning like those were some you know other extraterrestrial technology. Like I feel like all that could get tied together, but yeah, like I wish they were more clear on where they're going with this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because they did already make that connection. I think right that the mm-hmm. the cosmic bands are related to the ten rings in some way. We just don't know how. In some way. Yeah, it's just like I don't understand. Like that would be like if Shang Chi got the ten rings and then took five of them off and then just put them in a drawer. And he was like, "Yeah, I have five rings." And it's like, well, why? (laughs) You have all ten. Just wear all ten. You have both bands. Just wear both bands. I don't understand. And yeah, to your point, where is it? Where did it go? She had it one scene, and the next scene, it was just she took it off and it was gone. Did they destroy it because they didn't want anybody else to have that power? And she does okay with just the one. Maybe, but like cutscene. <laughs> and this also feels like something like the collector would want to go after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, 
they just left so many things open that seemed like, why would you leave this open-ended? Why wouldn't you have just closed this part of the story and we move on to the next thing? But instead, they left a bunch of empty holes. And then instead of filling them, they opened more holes by introducing more characters and more potential projects down the line. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. so this band is just floating around somewhere in the MCU and like, will it pop up again? Who knows? If it doesn't, that's even weirder. Like, you introduce two bands, you finally get two bands, and then you just don't use one anymore because it doesn't fit in the universe or Kamala's fine with one. So you're like, nah, she doesn't need it. Well, then why introduce two in the first place? I don't know. Yeah, it All seems right, like uh... it seems like whoever wrote this movie didn't watch Miss Marvel. <laughs> I love the movie. I like the movie. It was fun. It feels like the all the rules that they set for Kamala and Miss Marvel are not the same rules that work for Miss Marvel in this series yeah. or movie. Bizarre. But I like the movie. About, I don't want this to sound like I don't like the movie. Right. So what about the the third announcement? Which one? Huh? With the Fantastic Four. Oh. So excited. I'm excited. So the context there was there's a moment, um, which I believe it was Nick Fury and one other person, like, you know, I don't even remember who the other person is it's like a crew member they were reviewing something and the person tells nick fury like oh don't worry we sent a team of scientists to go check it out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. essentially saying like that's got to be the fantastic four mm-hmm. i'm excited i will be really bummed if we have to watch it like if we have <laughs> to watch them be the scientists it's like the spider-man getting bit by the spider at this point like, right now we know what happens you don't need to show us that yeah, like you could just be like, "Uh oh, some science." Like in the next movie, he could be like, "Oh yeah, the scientists were in an accident," and then the next movie, "Oh, you know, we we're able to bring them home safely. They're being treated." And then the Fantastic Four movie happens, and it's like, "Oh, okay, yeah. they were the scientists. They got affected. They got treated. They're good." Right. I don't need to see it. I'm sure they will show it. It's their favorite thing. Maybe right? so it's like an Maybe. origin movie. Even Spider Man, they were like, "Oh, we're not going to show it." And you're like, "Yay, they didn't show it." And then they showed it, and it was like, yeah, "I." Come on, man. I know he gets bit by the spider. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm it bring yeah. So there's so much things like that are in play at, at this point of like where where's everything gonna go? I you know, if they're it's like if they're gonna continue down this route, especially if you factor in like the multiverse of madness and that post credit scene, then you know, it it makes sense to to lead into like Secret War. You know, if if the Young Avengers are going to try to go save Monica, they open up this new portal, but something happens there, which causes is it the is it incursion? Was that the term they used when the two worlds collide? I think, I think so. so. Yeah, that's essentially what happens there, and that's what's going to pull in the X Men with the MCU that we know. But then, if there's an if there's an Avengers team there with the X Men, it will pull them in as well, and maybe that's how we get back some of our the old cast. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, but I'm curious to see where the Fantastic Four will fit into all of this and if this is more aligned with just bringing Doom in as potentially the new villain. I feel like at this point in time, for me at least, the big villain that would make the most sense would be Galactus because they're dealing with all this like traveling through the universe. There's all these weird cosmic powers that people are like getting and controlling and they're going through different timelines into different universes. It would like make sense for Galactus to show up and then be like, "Uh Oh, we got to like all work together to beat Galactus so that he doesn't destroy our planet. I get like, you know, if we introduce Fantastic Four, Doom has to be there because that's literally how he gets his powers, the same as them getting their power. Um, I still don't know what we're doing with Kang. You know, like I don't know if anyone does. (laughs) Did we drop him completely? Is he coming back as someone else? Like we don't know. Just recast. Yeah, just recast. Yes, (laughs) it's it's variants we know the variants <laughs> don't all look alike just cast a new dude right mm-hmm. this is not difficult marble exactly we, we've done all the groundwork for <laughs> kang we are happy to keep kang even if we're not happy to keep the same actor yeah i agree like it, at this point it's weird because then yeah if they do thunderbolts or young avengers are they going to bring in a new big bad for them that's going to be separate from the big bad for the whole universe and then we get x-men and it's like okay we know that there are x-men villains so like are you only going to introduce x-men villains for those movies or are they going to be part of like bigger stuff it's just they're they're bringing in too many things all at once without there being a clear direction that everything is going like in the original Avengers stuff, it was always like there'd be a couple movies that clearly built to the next villain. Then there'd be the next villain. And then whatever happened after that would be the next couple movies, them dealing with the fallout of that leading mm-hmm. into the next big villain. And like that's how we got all the way to Thanos. And it was great. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like after Thanos, they were like, what are we going to do? And so then we just started getting movies that like didn't really have a direction and it was sort of like what are we doing like what are we building to where are we going and then we got loki the first season of loki which like built us to kang and it was like oh this is cool and then the movie started building to kang but then it got to a weird point where it was like quantumania they kind of beat kang and also with loki that he beats kang but kang is still the problem so then Loki season two, they're dealing with Kang again, and it's sort of like, well, this I guess sort of makes sense. But don't don't ever forget, Scott questions the whole thing. He doesn't even know. What yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like if an Avenger is confused and we're confused, like I think everyone's confused. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's like, how is is this really what we're building to? We're building to Kang being the villain, or like, don't introduce more. If you're gonna introduce more like one-off villains. I feel like that's what the shows, that's where the series like shine. Like, I feel like the series are a great place for them to deal with a lower tier villain mm-hmm. and use that as like a jumping off point for the next movie, which I feel like is sort of what they teased us with doing on like the early Disney Plus series. They were like introducing people and slowly like, oh, yeah, here's Contessa and she's talking to people and, oh, 
you know, maybe Thunderbolt stuff is going on. But then it's like, yeah, two and a half years later, they're like, oh, yeah, we're doing a Thunderbolts movie. And it's like, yeah, no joke. Like, you've been building up to that for two years now. Yeah. So I don't know. It just see it seems like the where I'm really enjoying the series and I'm still enjoying the movies. Probably not as much as the series, but like I still like the movies. It seems like there's no direction anymore. Like, like even this movie. How did this movie have anything to do with Kang? Maybe it's just too many directions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I should. Yes. I should say like two. They're trying to do too much instead of focusing on one thing. But it's like you're building up to Kang Dynasty in theory. Let's just say like they they recast Kang. We're still building up to Kang Dynasty. Mm-hmm. This movie had nothing to do with Kang. Right. And so it's like, Which, well, that doesn't. But um, I was just gonna say, I feel like they don't all have to. But right, usually that we would get like a little something like a post credit scene where somebody's fiddling with an infinity stone, something like that. But mm. um, yeah, 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 that's yeah. I guess that's what I mean. Like, yeah, the movie doesn't yeah. have to like be leading to Kang, but at least there needs to be some mention of it. Like, is this still the direction we're going with the yeah. post credit scene for this? It almost made it seem like the only point of this movie was to be like, oh, here's the universe with the X Men. And yeah, like, well, yeah cool. it did kind of like be like, oh, look, there's another reality out there. And yeah, that it's, does kind of tie into the multiverse saga, but it's like the it's, it. <laughs> it's it's like a piggyback off of Miss Marvel. It's like for those that didn't see Miss Marvel, hey, we did technically announce like X-Men exist in that series, but for those that didn't see it, let's do it again. Like a ba- let's just do it again. Here's a bigger <laughs> nod to it. Yeah. Um, have y'all I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to drift away for just a second, but it's going to kind of stay on this topic. But have you all read the rumors of of what's kind of going to happen in the next Spider-Man of like what they're currently talking about there? No. So they're basically the so the I think the initial idea or at least what people were hoping for is that and I think this is really what led like No Way Home. For Spider-Man was that he was going to become like more of a grounded superhero. You know, all those events happened. He kind of sets his place in New York to try to live his life, but he just wants to be the hero for like that city and, and handle like those kind of grounded villains. But now it seems like the rumors, I don't know the source of this, but it seems like they're going wanting to go back to the whole multi-versal timeline. But they're saying like, Echo and the Daredevil series are going to have a big part of it. So it's like Echo is going to lead into Daredevil and all of that's going to lead into Spider-Man 4, which is going to break away from that grounded superhero and now go back to this multi-universal thing to basically bring in the villains that are now like under the Sony umbrella. Mm. So I'm confused of like, like, why not stick with this grounded superhero, right? Like what, like, cause it's like, you just did this. Right. It's like, are they just trying to do this because of no way home success? So it's like, let's do it again. And it just feels like a lazy way. Cause like, I get the, the idea there. Cause that's probably how they're going to do the sinister six is maybe it's like, you have 
maybe it's like, well, all these people part of it exist, but maybe they're just in different universes. So now we have to open up that realm again and bring them all in. And that's, you know, Spider-Man is going to fight the Sinister Six, but it's also kind of this multi-universal war again versus why not keep it more of a grounded, like why not make Kingpin that villain, right? Like, mm-hmm. because you already have Echo and Daredevil tied to Kingpin, like why not keep it like more of that? And that's the villain they have to fight. Like we're building up to that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, what? Uh, but but it kind of ties into what you're just saying. It's like, what direction are we going here? Like, why just stay on? Like, why not? Why not separate things where you have like the grounded superheroes, and then you have those that are dealing with this like time based scenario mm-hmm. scenarios. Which, like, I don't get me wrong. Like, I think the multiverse and different timeline stuff is cool. I think it's fun to see like alternate versions of people and stuff like that. But I almost feel like that should have been saved for the what if series like that's where that should live and this multiverse multi-time universe that they've built that's like pulling us in so many different directions it's like like oh it's so cool we could do this what if we did this what if we did this what if we brought in this person and this person it's like that's really neat but it kind of seems like a that's why you started the series was to like bring in these lower level characters that people maybe don't know about and do a series on them and b if you want to do multiverse movie stuff fine but like bring in some more of the characters that actually deal with multiverse stuff in the comics like right now all the people that are dealing with this multiverse stuff are not historically characters that fly around yeah. through different timelines and even even talking about multiverse of madness it's like you introduced america chavez for that movie and we've never seen her again <laughs> but it's like she's the one that could be the thing holding all of this together instead yeah. it seems like nothing is holding this together and it is right. like well these people are dealing with the universe doing this and these people are going through here and dealing with this and loki is down here dealing with time which like does time tie into multiverse i don't know so and i even wonder like could the whole across the spider-verse stuff fit into this in any way Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they're doing similar things Mm -hmm. they're kind of on their own agenda like they're trying to Mm -hmm. when we're getting we're getting madam webb which like is confusing in its own sense because it's like i mean watch that trailer and tell me you're not confused at what's going on like, so I uh I went and watched um the new Hunger Games movie mm-hmm. the other day and they showed the trailer for Madam Web that was like the bit one of the big trailers. So I kind of sat up high. So like I'd already seen the trailer, so I just kind of observed and listened to like the reactions to try to pick up of like are people confused by it or excited or I anything. I was excited and also a little confused when I clicked on the link to watch it. Because I was like, uh-huh. oh, cool, Madam Web. Like, I should look up who Madam Web is. I don't know that I know that character off the top of my head. So, like, I did a quick research and I was like, well, that's weird. In the comics, she's like an old lady, but mm-hmm. okay, whatever. They're trying something different. I looked up the yeah. different versions of Spider Girl that show up in the movie and I was like, okay, like, that's fine. And then I watched the trailer and was like, what was that? What, what even is this movie? I don't, I have zero understanding of what this movie is. Is it a yeah. multiverse movie? Is it, are all these characters 
together they just don't know like the villain i'd still not 100 sure who the villain was i was like it's was it that guy Ezekiel... something i didn't look up him but he just wore a spider-man suit but he was a bad guy and i was like I what is this movie about like why is right. anyone excited for this this seems like the <laughs> ramblings of a madman like Ezekiel i have no idea what's going on um yeah, is this even on Earth 616? Like, which Earth is this on? Yeah, is this just like a weird Sony spinoff where they're like, we want to keep It's in the making... Morbius first. Yeah. Uh, probably, <laughs> yeah. Like, we just want to keep making uh, spider movies to make money, so like, here's Madam Web. I don't know. There's like one particular line. It's It it has to do with like, she was murdered like while researching spiders. Like, everyone's turned that to like a meme or something on, on Twitter and even Ezekiel Sims, like the this the like the spider suit we get turn into me. I don't know. It's just yeah. No one knows what anyone's doing anymore. They're all just yeah. making money based on the name Spider Man or So the comic version of Ezekiel apparently never wore a costume. Well, now he's basically Spider. Man. Now he's basically Spider. So, I, I don't know. There's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot to whatever the opposite of look forward to is. You know what I'm looking forward yeah. to? <laughs> what? I'm really looking Craven. forward to this. Oh, yeah, definitely craven mm-hmm. uh what if season two whatever this racing mm-hmm. episode's gonna be yeah i cannot wait to see that yeah that looks, it's like marvel like mario, mario. Kart. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i showed the boys the trailer and they're like what is this <laughs> yeah i'm i'm into that i'm ready i'm ready to see that live action <laughs> um all right. Well, my last thing for the Marvels, as we kind of got off topic, was that the scene where they go to the planet where everyone sings was mm. probably one of my favorite, just because I thought this this could be really funny, and it was mm-hmm. pretty funny. Um, very quickly they were like, "Oh, we don't want to keep doing this," so he's bilingual, and then they yeah. didn't they didn't <laughs> sing anymore, and I was like, "Oh, that kind of I like I thought that was a funny thing. They should have kept up with that." But that is the scene that made me feel like product placement because mm. they very quickly put Miss Marvel in this like Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel in this Captain Marvel themed like yeah. ball gown. And I was like, this is just Disney selling this ball gown yep. for a thousand dollars. Like that's all this is. This is <laughs> just a product placement for like Bibbidi Bobby Boutique or something to sell this dress. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or, They'll partner with Barbie and have these versions. Yeah. I was like, this says this adds nothing to the movie. Why did they say, make her get in this dress? Um, in terms of like the core trio and like their superhero outfits, I thought they were like some of the coolest that we've seen. They were cool. So far. Miss Marvel. Oh no, none of none of them. They were all exactly the same though. Miss Marvel got the her like whip mm-hmm. scarf. Other than that, her costume like didn't really change same with rambo they like gave her a costume with like frills on it and she immediately pulled the frills off so then it was just back to her like black and white costume yeah and captain marvel 
tell me her costume was different than it was at the beginning of the movie. It was exactly the same. And I was like, wait, didn't they just say that these people made them all these costumes? They're just the costumes that they had on earlier. I think Miss Marvel's was like not as shiny. Yeah. But other than that, I was like, these are, this was like the, for me, the lamest costume reveal. Because I feel like where, yes, their costumes are cool. I feel like their costumes are cool at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. And so when we got this costume reveal, they were wearing the same things that they were wearing at the beginning of the movie. And I was like, oh, well, I thought there would be something different. Like, yeah. Yeah, the closest we got to that was the ball gown. And like that literally appeared out of nowhere. Right, and they didn't explain that. that. I also liked the scene. I thought that it was cute. I I appreciate a a musical moment in a movie that's not a musical. I was kind of annoyed by the fact that poor Carol is in a marriage of convenience. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's like that kind of sucks for everybody involved now if it had been a thing where she and the dude were actually into each other and they just hadn't realized it yet yes that is a <laughs> strong trope in romance novels and i would have been happy to see it here but it was definitely not that there was no spark between those two so it's like ah it just kind of blows i don't like this it was funny but they're good friends that's nice <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was at least yeah amicable she wasn't like bummed that she was in that marriage mm-hmm. um and it seemed like she she goes back every now and then it kind of made it sound like she goes back and just hangs out yeah yeah so that was nice um it was funny because again at the alamo they always show you just like a bunch of random stuff before the movie but it's all stuff that has to do with the movie so when we got there and sat down they were showing this whole thing where it was just like clip after clip of brie larson in like the early thousands when she was trying to be like a pop star Mm mm-hmm and so we would see like a clip of her singing, and then we'd see a clip of her in a band, and then we'd see a clip of her in like a band later on with some other actresses, and then we saw a clip from of hers uh Envy Adams and Scott Pilgrim. And I was like, that's right. Like I forgot that she had like a musical career before she was an actress. Mm-hmm. Like that's weird. I didn't connect that that would be a part of the movie. I thought it was just like a funny thing that they were showing us at the Alamo. And so then when they got to that planet and then she had to sing, I was like, Oh, that's why we saw this because she has yeah. like an entire scene scene where she sings. But yeah. whenever I was looking at the credits, I'm pretty sure it listed another vocalist for that song. Oh, awkward. like I know, <laughs> like why why would they not have this established singer perform her own song? Like it could be that I was just looking at it wrong and it was just listing like songwriters, but it sure looked like it was showing that some other girl was singing that part <laughs> when Brie Larson is a singer. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah. Is kind of so, weird. do we think this will be streaming before the year's up on Disney Plus? Oh. Probably. I unfortunately, I feel like it didn't do well. It's not doing the greatest yeah. in the box office, so I'm wondering if this will be like released for Christmas. On I can Disney see. Plus. I can see them maybe doing. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would enjoy it. I could see them doing that thing where they like release it on Disney Plus, but you have to pay to watch it. They haven't done that in a while, though. They haven't, but I feel like it's because they were getting away from those like simultaneous release things where they were like releasing stuff there and in theaters after the debacle that was. Do you do you think the numbers had the fact that this came out like right around like the Hunger Games? Do you think people probably more excited for Hunger Games versus another Marvel? I think. I mean. 
my personal view on it based on I, I based this stuff off my wife mm-hmm. is that the last like three Marvel movies that we've gone to see, she has not enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Like at the end, she's like that. Like I, you know, yeah, we had to go see it, but I don't know that that was one that I like really enjoyed, like the old Marvel movies. And so I could see people, you know, after three or four of those where you're like, you pay yeah. to go see it and you're like, that wasn't worth it. Maybe you just didn't go see it this time. Yeah. Yeah. I saw when I saw the Marvels, it was me and four other people. See, when I when we saw it, the theater was packed. We yeah. had a full theater. And, I, and normally when we go see movies at the Alamo, like we at least nobody sits on either side of us. This time we had right. people. Our entire row was full. The row below us was full. I was like, man. Also, like, no posters or anything. I was I was expecting, like, they would have posters or stuff for the Marvels, but nothing. They had, um, where was, was I? Oh, no, just kidding. I'm back on the, uh, the Marvel Unlimited grind, and they have a, a Marvel's poster <laughs> that I can spin my points on if I wanted. Something that probably didn't help was that uh, this movie came out like right after the end of the uh, actor strike, and so mm-hmm. before the release, none of the actresses could do promotion for the movie. It's true. Like, mm-hmm. so they weren't on TV shows talking about how cool it was or anything about it until it yeah. actually already opened. Like, I think it was the next night that they got uh, Brie Larson on like the Tonight Show or something like that. Um, but yeah, there couldn't be the level of promotion that there normally is because everybody was, you know, not able to go out and promote the movie. They didn't do a premiere or anything like that. Yeah. I, yeah, I could see that also being a, a part of it. Is that like, I mean, realistically, we saw two trailers maybe for the Marvels before it came out. And oh, I. <laughs> I saw trailer for the Marvels pretty much like for like the past month, like twice before all these other movies that I've gone to see. Well, I just mean like normally but, they release like eight or nine different versions of the trailer where it's yeah, like we only you got see a, a little bit extra right. every time. I think and, they only did like one or two, but yeah. they repeated them like a lot. And that's that was like my frustration because I do think a lot of the bigger moments in this we saw in the trailer. And it's always a bummer. All right. Yeah. Well, I do have to wrap up. Um, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I, I'll i say, I, I guess, just give me your rating. What would you rate this? Um, I think this was either like a three out of five or three and a half out of five. Um, probably rating it higher than a lot of others that I've seen. But, um, you know, I think for someone that's because we've watched like pretty much every Marvel property. Like I had a lot of fun with it. I connected a lot with it. Um, I was, I'm a fan of the Miss Marvel series. So for me, seeing this tied into that so closely and it felt like more of a sequel to that, I really liked it. And, um, and then of course, like the, the three like announcements can't help but geek out over that. (laughs) All right. Uh, I will give it a two out of three Marvels. Um, (laughs) I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun ride. It definitely, for me, was a lot like She-Hulk. It it was a lot of fun. It was goofy. It was funny. I laughed. I enjoyed it. I don't know that if they were like, we're doing the Marvels 2, I'd be like, 
oh, cool. I'd probably be like, oh, okay. Wonder what they're going to do this time. Uh, so yeah, how about you, Elisa? Um, well, on my letterbox, I rated it uh, four out of five because I thought that it was solid. I did enjoy the experience of watching it. I will say, though, I think I liked the Miss Marvel series a little bit more than I liked this movie. Um, but yeah, I thought that it was fun and it was totally fun. And the problems with it, I feel like, are ones that we don't complain about in other like big franchise movies. <laughs> um, so like, you know, kind of boring, underdeveloped villain. Par for the course. These are in everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, I liked it. I'd watch it again. Um, it's not one of my most favorite ones to come from the MCU, but yeah, it's not bad. Yay. So our resounding go watch it if you haven't gone to watch it. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll say our question for this week will be a poll. And the poll is going to be, do you prefer Kamala Khan's mutant abilities or do you prefer Kamala Khan's cosmic abilities? <laughs> I've talked to people that like the cosmic abilities better. So let us know what you think. What's your favorite uh, and be sure to check out our next episode. Uh, it's going to be a mystery what it's going to be about, so you'll <laughs> have to listen to find out. Uh, but thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you all next time. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.